The Best in Class podcast is back with a deep dive look at the Buccaneers' undrafted free agents, courtesy of JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan. All the insight, all the analysis is brought to you by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford on Dale Mabry Highway, a mile north of the stadium, BillCurryFord.com. All right, if you love the draft, if you love the bottom of the roster, guys, here you go. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. This is Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios from the Best in Class podcast. I'm very sorry uh, that I've been absent from my Joe Bucks fan duties, and I apologize to all of the Joe Bucks fan listeners and the podcast listeners. I had a unfortunate death in the family. My mother-in-law, who I'm dedicating this podcast to, Dolores Martino Thayer, passed away, and she was a very important part of my family and my children's family. And uh, and, you know, uh, as with every death, you know, you have to deal with the consequences of the impact in your life, right? So I want to dedicate this podcast to her because I know she listened to the podcast and she loved that I got to do what I, you know, something that I really enjoy. And uh, she was a good woman and she's going to be missed. So and then again, for anyone who lost any, anyone, you know, I'm very sorry um, for that. You know, we all have to deal with this in, in different ways. But uh, unfortunately, every day is a new day and we have to continue on with our lives and that's what those people would want for us and the people that we lose yeah so that's that's what that is so we're going to talk about um the uh, ufas basically the uh, undrafted free agents of the bucks sign that we talked about that i said i was going to do the second podcast on the draft and then uh next week we're going to start breaking down each individual conference uh drafts and then we're going to come out with some really great drafts and some great players and some drafts that I, uh, I obviously didn't like. And of course, I hope you really enjoyed the Bucks breakdown of the draft. And I, I saw that it got shared a lot of times. So I appreciate very much everyone sharing and leaving reviews for Best in Class. I really appreciate it. Again, follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to BillCurryFord.com to see all the amazing specials that we have right now. Our construction sale is still going on. Right now, we are three months away from being completely finished with our construction, which is going to be a $25 million amazing dealership of the future that Tampa really deserves. It's going to be very unique for Tampa. Uh, you really have to go to Texas and California to see what we, what we built and the pure size of the giant. So again, it'll have the largest service drive in the country. Uh, so it's going to be pretty incredible. I can't wait to show it to everyone. That's all Bill Curry Ford stuff. And it's a, it's a third generation family who does an amazing job uh, serving the Tampa community and allowing and treating all their employees like family, which is really nice. Right, Grace? So let's get started. Let's jump into it. I'm going to do a, a very quick podcast going through the guys, and then I'm going to tell you which ones I think are going to make the team or at least make the practice squad. But there's some really interesting stuff here that I did in my research. And uh, again, I like to stay busy. So uh, here we go. The first one is Kansas State wide receiver Cade Warner. As everybody knows that that, um, you know, whose son this is, Kurt Warner, who obviously broke my heart when and he beat us with that last minute throw to um, to beat us in the championship game. I still think about that game. But I, I, but I, like, I like Warner, and I, I think that Kurt Warner is a good man, and I think he, he stands for a lot. And uh, his son has already come out and said he was the best uh, route runner, uh, wide receiver, and the smartest, most intelligent one in the, in the draft. So that's awesome too, right? So 46 receptions, 456 yards, five TDs, 10 yards a catch for this team captain. Again, theme team captain. He, was, he, he obviously played at Nebraska uh, with Trey Palmer, uh, and then he transferred to Kansas State. He's 6'1", 203. Uh, as far as a 40 time is concerned, I did find one on his pro day. He ran a 4.59. He projects as a slot wide receiver. He's obviously a terrific run bro- uh, blocker. He has amazing hands. 
but he struggles for yak, which is something we always talk about because he lacks top-end speed. So basically, this is a special teams player, possibly a third-down um, guy similar to Adam Humphreys, which you know Bucks fans should know. Uh, this is what kind of guy uh, that Cade Warner is. He's a guy that I think is a fringe practice squad player or a bottom of the wide receiver room. When you look at how deep, and we're going to break this down um, because the Bucks are going through minicamp right now, some of the receiver room right now is the deepest position on this team. And it's obviously going to be very hard uh, for Cade Warner to make this team, if not the practice squad. But uh, from what I hear from Lee uh, and the Joe Bucks fan team is uh, they went to the practices and, and he's running very crisp routes and he's where he's supposed to be. He's already learned the playbook and um, we'll see how that goes, especially with um, several receivers uh, like Russell Gage, who's, who are hurt and not showing up and playing. And of course, he had a terrible year last year. So we'll see how that goes for Cade Warner. Next up is another wide receiver out of Furman, Ryan Miller. The reason why I think this is an interesting signing is because he played tight end at Furman. So he is a receiving tight end, big play guy. If you watch his highlights, they're, they're pretty incredible at Furman. And he was also a team captain, surprise. 72 catches, 762 yards, and 12 touchdowns. This guy was an absolute star at Furman. He's 6'1", 210, which is small for a, a tight end, but he, um, he's very fast. So he ran a 4.52 on the high end of the 40. Uh, with a high being four five eight, but again, excellent hands, gets open. Very excited to see what this guy can do in training camp. As a matter of fact, he was the top tight end in his conference, and he was an All American for three seasons in a row in his conference. That's pretty cool. Um, he has a knack for getting open. Again, he runs great routes. His hands are terrific. When you when you really break down and look at him. I see what Jason Light's doing. He's bringing in these very athletic, gifted players. If you know, starting with our draft. As you can see, we had these amazing athletic guys who were athletic testing out of, out of the charts. I mean, we had, we had one guy who was the best in 35 years at his position, Cansey, and I'm just like looking at it going, oh my gosh. And then you can see what he did with these um, undrafted free agents. He was looking for very athletic, faster you know, guys, which I really thought that was really interesting. So this guy, Ryan Miller, 12 touchdowns, has home run ability, terrific in the red zone, He's very difficult to match up with because of his speed and size and the fact that he's got really good quickness off the line. If you look at his receptions last year, he had an 87-yard touchdown, 58-yard, 52-yard, a 73-yard, and a 50-yard all in the same season. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing for an All-American. So, again, Ryan Miller out of Furman is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, again, with our tight end room being what it is, the youngest tight end room in the league, um, it depends on if the Bucks are going to use him as a wide receiver or keep him at tight end. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. We won't know till training camp. So I'm going to I'm going to put a pin in that and reserve my my instincts for that. So the next guy is a five star recruit uh, out of Maryland, uh, Rakeem Jarrett. So he was a five star. He stayed home to his home school of Maryland. Uh, he's 5'11", 192 pounds, 31 three eighths arms, nine and three eighths hands. Um, he earns a 4-4-40. His vertical is 35 uh, inches, which is great. He had 13 reps on the bench press. Uh, last year, he had 40 catches for 471 yards and three TDs. Um, really, the, the craziest thing about this guy is he looks like he's sculpted out of a, a, a magazine or like it's fake, like where he's Photoshopped. 
Um, he's yoked. This guy's um, unbelievably a physical wide receiver. Now, again, it's underwear football. The guy's making some catches, but you're really not going to see his physicality until the uh, pads come on. But this is a guy that's amazing yak. So he is going to get a lot of yards after contact. High IQ receiver. can run three routes on the route tree right now, which is very good. I'm hoping that he can get to four or five, obviously. He can play outside or slot, which gives him terrific versatility. He signed for a $225,000 guaranteed contract, which was the highest money that we gave out for any undrafted free agent, which really interesting, again, is a five-star recruit that played at a quarterback-challenged college in Maryland. This guy could be a sleeper. I think he has a real chance to make this NFL roster, not just a practice squad. I believe that he has a chance to make the roster. Um, and again, I'm holding judgment, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little premature on that. I want to see how physical he is. But from what I'm looking at, this is a guy that was super underrated at Maryland. This is a guy that we probably stole um, and because he had very limited production. But again, this guy's tools, he has a, he's a five-tool player. We'll see how it goes for him. But um, he's going to have to get some reps in, in practice. Another guy that's been catching some balls in minicamp Right now is TCU wide receiver Tay Barber, obviously out of Texas uh, Christian, 9 and 125 hands. He's got uh, 31.25 arm length. So he's 5'9", 180. He bench pressed uh, 12 reps, 32.5 vertical. Let's see, 907 broad, 40-yard dash, another fast guy, 4'4 guy, which is according to um, RAS, which is the relative athletic score, is in elite category and his 10 yard split at 154 at 87 at 8.74 was one of the top four wide receivers so last year he had 37 uh, catches for 613 yards and five tds he was an um, honorable mention uh, all big 12 so he ran obviously he played in a spreads offense he's a slot wide receiver another high iq guy another terrific route runner uh, another guy with speed and it looks like the Bucks are really focusing in on that slot position between Trey Palmer, what we've talked about already, you know, and Cade Warner and, and now Tay Barber. So if you're looking at it, um, it looks like they really want to get quick, quicker at that position. Now you have Devin Tompkins, which is a, obviously uh, out of Utah State last year as an undrafted free agent, which who made the team and actually was a kickoff punt returner for us late in the year last year. And he got worked into the offense some, and he apparently seems to be a favorite of Dan Canales. So, We'll see how that goes. But again, this is a humongously deep wide receiver room, and it's going to be hard. But I think Tay Barber is a practice squad player at this point until, until I see something else. Next guy is Arkansas kicker Jake Bates. So it was so hard to find anything on kickers. And I, and I, just, I d- determined, do I want to really do the research on this guy? And I decided to. And then I realized the guys never kicked a field goal at Arkansas. And I'm like, okay, so we have a field goal kicker that we signed. That's never kicked a field goal. It's just interesting. He's the kickoff specialist. So he was the number one kickoff kicker. Uh, I say that fast a few times in college football. So he was a first team all SEC kickoff specialist. He led the SEC and finished fourth nationally with an average of 64.47 yards per kick. Um, he led the nation in touchbacks with 64. 75% of his kickoffs resulted in a touchback which is pretty, pretty amazing. And he attempted one uh, onside kick, and it was recovered by his team. Um, so basically, not much on, on this guy, Jake Bates, other than they have a kickoff specialist. The guy's got a massive leg, but we have no idea what kind of field goal kicker he is. And I think what we've seen with McCaughlin um, so far in 
training camp, I, I believe the job is going to be uh, McCaughlin's because of how well he's doing so far. But again, maybe this guy does kick field goals and we just don't know it. And he's going to come in and boom that leg. We'll see. Here's one of my personal favorite guys. Um, after watching him and then watching him, uh, the video in practice, is Shepard's Ronnie Brown. So Ronnie Brown is this super athletic. So let me just tell you how super athletic he is. The RAS relatively, uh, the relative athletic score is a 9.35 out of 10. He's one of the most athletic running backs in the entire draft, and he also plays wide receiver. He's 5'10", so he's almost 6 foot, 192 pounds. He bench pressed 15 times. That's all just kind of normal stuff. Here's the explosion grade, okay? He had a vertical of 37, which is 8.63, which is great, and a broad of uh, 1,003 or, or 10 foot 3, however you guys want to say, 8.61, which is great. 40-yard dash, a 4.44, which puts him in the 92.8 percentile. 20-yard split, 2.53, puts him in the 9.70 percentile. 10-yard split, 1.5, is 9.81. Guys, those are elite scores. Those are scores for like a top 10 pick in the draft kind of elite athletic ability. It's unbelievable when you look at this guy's short burst in space, his ability to stop and, uh, and go, his ability to, to uh, change his um, from, to, um, speed very, very easily. Those are all tests that show that, he, that in space, this guy's pretty deadly. Uh, his shuttle, which was the most impressive, 9.85 percentile in the shuttle. And his three-cone was 8.81, which is both elite at 6.89. If you think about it, he's one of the most athletically gifted players in the entire NFL draft. And he went undrafted, and we signed him. And so far, if you watched any tape on our minicamp, and our rookie minicamp, he looks like Christian McCaffrey. It's, uh, he is so smooth out of his turns, so smooth catching the ball. He plays wide receiver and running back. Now, here's a guy that I 100% think that he has a chance to, to make the NFL roster because he's that kind of player that's so versatile, and he is an explosive athlete. Please do yourself a favor. Go to Ronnie Brown Shepherd Highlights. Do yourself a favor. Get a beer, a Big Storm beer. Sit down. Watch his highlights. They are so much fun to watch. This is an exciting player. Can't wait to see him in the preseason. A 2022 All-PSAC first-team selection. He rushed 134 times for 1,120 yards and 13 touchdowns, along with 43 receptions for 459, plus three more scores. Plus, he had 13 kickoff returns for 395 yards and two touchdowns. He's an amazing special teams player. He plays three positions. He has a four-route tree. He can carry the ball. He never turns the ball over. This guy is the closest I've seen. Now, remember... This is just watching him at Shepard. The competition's different. But just looking at him move athletically, he looks like Christian McCaffrey. You guys will see what I mean uh, in the preseason. It's very – I'm not comparing him because Christian did it, at, uh, obviously, at, at a top university, and, and we're, we're going to see how Ronnie Brown deals with, um, with faster linebackers and faster um, linemen. Now, the big mystery, Syracuse running back Sean Tucker. This is a guy that Mel Kuyper said had a third-round grade, should have gone in the third round has a heart condition, we all know, has not practiced with the team, did not participate in rookie minicamp, and has not, um, in the voluntary minicamp that's going right now, is still not playing. So I'm not quite sure. It's a mystery. No one knows what's going on. He's 5'9", 207, 30-inch arms, 9.5-inch hand size. Um, it's at, at his last year at Syracuse, he rushed for 1,000 yards, 5 yards a carry, 
uh, had 36 receptions for 254 yards, two touchdowns. He was just his total TDs were 13. The year prior, in 2021, he rushed on this for almost the same amount of carries, 1,496 yards, six yards a carry. He was one of the top running backs in college football. He's explosive, and he can really uh, do a change of direction. So he's he's one of those. He's not just a one cut get up the field guy like Cadillac Williams. This guy can shake it and and get open. Now again, he's not going to break tackles. I, I watched too much of this guy's film. He's he he gets taken down very fast. He goes down. He's not break, he's he's not breaking tackles. But if you get him in the open field, if you get him in open space, he can take this to the end zone every single time. That's what kind of explosiveness we're talking about. I really, really like him, and I really hope that he can figure out this heart condition because if he does, he's a steal. Again, third-round grade. We got him as an undrafted free agent. Between Ronnie Brown and Sean Tucker, guys, one of these guys is going to step up and make the roster, and don't be concerned about the running back position because if, if Sean Tucker can play and he's healthy, he's going to be really terrific for this team. And again, he adds speed. So Ronnie Brown and Sean Tucker add a lot more speed to our running back room as well. Uh, Illinois uh, State tight end uh, Tanner Tula, an interesting prospect. He is more of a, a blocker than he was an actual person who, uh, and special teams player than he was an actual pass catcher as tight end. There's not much you can talk about with this guy. Um, he is 6'6". He's Payne Durham size. So again, we have two tight ends that, that are very similar size. He's 6'6", 251. Uh, he bench pressed 16 times. Um, his, he ran a 4.8540, which, again, is much slower. Um, that's why he's an undrafted uh, free agent. But I think what they're looking at here is just potential of a guy they can develop because this is not a guy that's going to make the roster. This is more of a guy, a practice squad player, a guy that you're going to develop because he needs to work on his hands and, and his blocking. You're just taking a flyer, uh, and Jason Light has done very well with these flyer guys. Here's a guy that has a chance to make the team. Rutgers safety Chris Isian, right? So this guy uh, has an athletic rating of 8.55 out of 10, which is pretty great. The reason why he didn't go higher in the draft is, is because he's 5'8". Uh, I know that everybody says, hey, height doesn't matter, whatever, whatever. To the NFL, it does, right? They have a prototypical size in their head, and 5'8 is not it for a, a safety. But he bench-pressed 20 times. I mean, uh, I, that's insane strength. It doesn't make him a good football player. All it does is tell me that he does the work that he needs to do in the gym. That's what it tells me. It tells me that he's a worker. All right, his vertical at 41.5 is one of the best verticals in the NFL draft at 9.8 percentile. 40-yard dash, and he was a 4-4 guy, which is terrific. 20-yard split, 2-5, uh, and 10-yard split, 1.59, which is not as good, but the 2-5 is solid at 20. And then, again, his three-cone. Well, was almost in the 90 percentile at 6.81. So really interesting stuff. This, uh, I'm going to quote something from Ryan Fowler, uh, who basically I, I got some information on. He was really high on, on Kristen Izian from his pro day. So um, he basically said he's rocked up. He's a safety that deserves more attention. There were 20 teams in attendance at the Rutgers pro day watching them. He made 48 tackles. He had 15 assists, 11 stops last year. When a QB is targeting him, their QB rating drops to 60.64.7, which I thought was really interesting. He plays a lot of snaps. Uh, he played 790 snaps. So Rutgers never took him off the field. And he has a. And if you watch his highlights, his those four interceptions I was telling you about, not one of them isn't spectacular. They're really spectacular interceptions. 
Uh, this guy has been, from what I understand, extremely playing well in the uh, mini camp and in the rookie mini camp. He's going to make a name for himself. Listen, if you can get past the fact that he's 5'8", this guy's strong, fast, and has a tremendous amount of experience playing three years, 750 snaps, uh, 790 snaps a year. This guy could make this team. The other safety that's, that we signed as an undrafted free agent who's also making a lot of waves is Iowa safety uh, Kayvon Merriweather. Six foot, 205 pounds. That's more prototypical for a safety size. Arm length, 31.78. Hand size, 9 and 1 fourths. 10 yard split, 1.58. Uh, 40 yard dash. He's a 4.6 guy, so he's obviously uh, not as fast. But again, that's not, that's not killing me. It depends on his production and, and if he's a hitter. 35 and one and a half inch vertical. Broad jump is uh, 118 inch. Pretty crazy when you think about it. The feet. Um, I'm sorry, but that is broad jump. Uh, top reasons um, that this guy might make the team. One is our depth. We have Ryan Neal. Uh, basically, without Ryan Neal, we would have had to have drafted a safety higher. But uh, but the job that Jason Light has done on these flyers, on these undrafted free agents. This is my favorite undrafted free agent class that Jason Light has ever done out of all the years he's been our GM. And I, and I realize what he's doing. He just changed his philosophy to take flyers on really athletic players with high production or even low production. He's like, I just give me the athletes and let me see if my coaching staff can make him into something. I really commend uh, Jason Light on this amazing uh, undrafted free agent class. But uh, this guy is a terrific tackler. He is a hitter. Uh, he's very physical if you watch his stuff. I, I really love that. But, uh, again, he's just a solid guy. And I think he's a special teams guy. But I think that you're going to see either Merriweather or you're going to see Izan on this team to start the season. Now, we're going to talk about Jeremy Banks, this linebacker out of Tennessee, the one that um, obviously had the off-the-field trouble and with the police and got thrown off the team and then brought back on the team. If his character concerns are out of the way, this guy should have been a second-round draft pick in the NFL. That's according to the scouts. So Jason Light took a, took a gamble on this guy, and if this guy has his life straight, right, this guy is a steal at linebacker. Uh, 6'1", 232, 32-inch arms, 9.5-inch uh, hands, 1.56-second uh, uh, 10-yard split, which is a 79 percentile. 40-yard dash, here we go. 4.53 for his size. That's 90 percentile, guys. That's in the top 10% basically in the entire draft. Vertical jump, 37 and a half, almost at 90%. Broad jump, 127. 92 percentile. That's incredible. Uh, if, you, if you think about how many players are in the draft and he's in the top. Again, 25 reps on the bench press, which means you know that he's rocked up. You know he's doing the job. Uh, his RAS score is 8.96, which is great. Now, these are the three things that they're saying are absolutely elite for a linebacker. Now, this isn't just for any linebacker or for undrafted linebackers. This is for every linebacker that was drafted in the draft. His 40-yard dash is 9.56, which we just talked about. 20-yard split is 9.31. His 10-yard split is 9.31. That means that all of the, 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 the talks about his speed grade, it's elite. Not good. It's elite. If you go to his explosion which is, is his, his ability to move in space, his ability to pursuit and run down ball carriers. You're talking about 9.12 vertical and 9.52 broad out of, uh, you know, if you think about those percentiles, this guy without any problems would have been a solid second round draft pick. So he's obviously um, has a high IQ recognizing um, plays in front of him. That's something that, he, that his coaches talked about in, um, after the season was over. Solid technique as a, as a tackler. 
he will absolutely fly to the gap and crush somebody. He is a, he's a definitely a, a hitter. And he plays angry. Again, we, we talk about these guys. I always say I want guys that eat broken glass, right? They can eat glass. They're glass eaters. Jeremy Banks is a glass eater. That's what he can do. He's a physical guy that's going to hurt people on the field and couldn't make me happier, actually. I hope he, just, uh, he, he stays well. Jeremy Banks has a very, very good chance of getting on our regular roster if he stays out of trouble. Next is UConn linebacker Brandon Boyer-Randall. 9.9 athletic score. That's incredible. Again, Jason Light says, I want athletes, right? Six foot two, 238, 21 on the bench. Uh, his vertical, 36, which is 8.32 percentile. If you go to his 40-yard dash, this is where he got hurt. 4.65 is a little slower, but his 10-yard split at 1.6, which puts him at almost the 8.4 percentile. Um, so what's really interesting is his overall score of 9.9. 34-inch uh, arms, uh, his hand size almost 10.6 inches. That's insane. Uh, he had 31 tackles, a sack, two interceptions, and one forced fumble last year. To me, this guy looks like, an, again, an athletic flyer. Let's see what he can do. Basically, special teams player at first. Um, he's got a long way to go to be a starting linebacker or even a backup linebacker. But with that kind of athleticism, he can, he can actually make the practice squad for sure. I, I like Jeremy Banks better as long as he can stay out of trouble uh, to make this team as far as the linebacker. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, I went over the undrafted free agents that I think are, are important for you to know. Uh, some guys that I think will actually make the team. Please look for Ronnie Brown and, uh, and Sean Tucker when he's healthy. I think that's going to be great. And Rakeem Jarrett, a five-star wide receiver that I think is going to make a lot of noise in minicamp and in the preseason. I think you're going to see him. Uh, and I think that's really exciting stuff. Again, I want to dedicate this podcast uh, to my mother, my late mother-in-law, Dolores uh, Martino Thayer, and to her family and to uh, my children who are going to miss their nana. Uh, again, if you need anything in the community, uh, please get G Thomas at BillCurryFord.com. Grace will be happy to help you. Please reach out to me with any questions about the draft, or, or, or your if you don't if you're not just a Buccaneers fan, but any NFL team. I follow all NFL teams. I watch every snap of every game every week, and that's a fact. So please reach out to me at um, bestinclass at billcurryford.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Please share this with your friends. I need reviews. Please leave me with some more reviews. And again, on next week, we're going to start on breaking down each, each individual division in their draft. And then I have some fun podcasts coming up after that where we're going to look at some of the worst draft picks in Bucks history. I think that'll be a fun podcast. Again, follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit us at BillCurryFord.com and see all of our amazing construction specials and order a car if you'd like. Or if you need body shop work, we have a gold certified body shop. We have the number one parts wholesale business in the South. And again, uh, we have a new store opening in three weeks or three months. I wish it was three weeks. Uh, and then Matthew's Curry Ford, which is another store that the Currys own, is just um, getting through their construction. And that's in Tacoma, Florida. So not right outside uh, Sarasota. So if you're listening and you can't make it to Bill Curry, please visit one of our other stores, Matthew's Curry or Inglewood Ford. Again, uh, this is Sean Sullivan at Best in Class. I'll see you guys next time.